Karina didn't respond. Tom merely nodded. Between them on the worn coffee table stood a heavy glass frame with their dead daughter's college graduation pose. A wide grin pulled back to reveal even white teeth. Her cheekbones were fragile like her mother's, but her chin was strong and prominent. J.C. had to pull her own eyes away from the frozen gaze as sadness threatened to disrupt her focus. She hadn't had to beg for this interview. It was granted upon her first request to the family. Claire was already alerting the promo department to start blasting it out as an exclusive. No other station had been granted access. Tom had answered their home phone, recognized J.C.'s name after she identified herself, and reminded him she was the reporter who had attended Zoe's funeral. In a sad voice, he agreed to an interview, only to tell the world that Zoe was much more than just a sexual deviant and didn't deserve to die. J.C. promised to be fair. This is your chance to set the record straight, Mr. Statler, she had told him. Although the record was pretty straight already. You can't argue with the fact that young Zoe was killed because of the desire she was obviously embarrassed to tell her family of. J.C. had also reached out to the families of Sarah and Mackenzie. She had yet to receive a return call and doubted very much she ever would. Her experience as a reporter yielded a 50-50 split on getting a loved one on camera. Either a grieving family member shared memories because it was cathartic for them, or they completely shut themselves off, refusing to ever speak publicly about their loss and ignoring media requests entirely. It was one or the other. J.C. had yet to see a middle ground on this most difficult of topics. In fact, if a family member objected, J.C. never pushed. She backed off and did so with grace, apologizing and disappearing forever. She loathed the door knock after a family had suffered a tragedy. It made her feel like an insensitive bitch. If, however, someone granted her the opportunity, she told their story honestly and with passion. Car accidents, murders, fires, whatever the calamity and no matter the deceased, she and Ben took a series of their photographs and transformed them into a visual eulogy. Her words and his technique were used in careful combination to give back to the families more than they had taken from them. She would do no less for the Statlers, her parting gift to them in exchange for trusting her with the story of Zoe's life. Ben tapped her right shoulder, a quiet signal that he was set up and ready to roll. She took a deep, cleansing breath and began. Zoe was your oldest. What about her made her so special? J.C. chose to begin with a softball, the kind of question that would allow for an emotional release from Zoe's parents. A mother and father reflecting on a child they will never see again. Their firstborn, their little girl. She propped them up when they faltered and fed them prompt words when weeping blurred their own out. When they caught their breath again, J.C. carefully redirected the interview back around to the tough stuff. Their daughter's darker side. Mr. and Mrs. Statler, I know talking to me like this is unimaginably difficult. I also appreciate that you both wanted the public to know that Zoe's lifestyle choices were unknown to you before now. Mr. Statler reached for a tissue and handed one to his wife. They both took a moment to wipe noses and eyes. Yes, it was, he started. And despite the fact Zoe was an adult, we were shocked. He reached for his wife's left hand and pulled it into his right. 
J.C. knew instinctively that Ben was tightening the shot, slowly zooming in to close around Tom Statler's red, tear-streaked, grief-ravaged face. On television, the visual would be both empathetic and impactful. A powerful moment for viewers. Her mom and I want everyone to know that despite where Zoe was found, and, 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 he lost himself for a moment. Can I do that part again? He choked. I'm sorry. J.C. felt hot tears sting her own eyes, and before she could stop herself, dabbed a finger to the outside of her eyelid to pull the drop of moisture away from her waterproof mascara.